You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Mavericks. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engston, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and free agent extraordinaire. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It's the calm before the storm. The We're cookies ready. are out. The cookies are out. The glass of milk is ready. The stockings are hung. It's, it's Christmas Eve. For Wojaclaws to come. Wojaclaws. <laughs> Old St. Adrian. St. <laughs> Adrian! Hey, Adrian! So, uh, a lot of you day ones have noticed that I have not been on the podcast the last two episodes. Uh, just some crazy things happened in my life. Uh, like some of you know, I have made the big move to Daytona Beach, Florida, where my family is. So, I'm sticking around with my family. Uh, not going to change anything as far as Locked on Mavs. I'm staying here. I'm locked in. I've opted into this podcast to the next season, through next season, everything. So that will not affect that or Mavs Moneyball. And uh, Isaac and I will be sojourning on with this podcast. But a couple of just crazy things happened. Power outages, uh, delayed flights from the airport, just dumb things that stopped me from being able to get on this podcast. So, But I'm back. I'm locked in. I've opted in. Unlike LeBron James, who has opted out of his contract. We'll discuss that a little bit today. We'll also talk about... The main event, DeAndre Jordan, opting out of his contract. We'll discuss what that means, all of that kind of stuff. Also, Dirk's team option was declined today. We'll talk about the ramifications of that. Do not worry. He's not going anywhere unless he goes to the Warriors. And then we will also talk about some other things. So Stop it. Isaac, Isaac and I will get right to it. Isaac, DeAndre Jordan, opting out of his contract. What does it mean for the Mavericks, and why should we not be worried? Well, I mean... Friday, we're recording this on Friday night. Um, you know, we, we pretty much this was the big deadline day that everyone was waiting for. So, you know, of course, DeAndre, uh, his situation you know, went pretty late compared to LeBron's <laughs> in the morning. Um, but it's it's really the, important. The deadline was for people were for players that had te- that had player options. They had to decide by midnight. So Friday going into Saturday, if they're going to opt in or out of their contracts, that's what that was the big Friday night thing. A lot of people were wondering like, is, are things going to happen tonight? Are we going to be we have to worry? You know, blah blah. blah. No, like this was just the, the everybody opting in or out. This is not free agency yet. That's not until tomorrow night or m- midnight tonight. If you're listening to this on Saturday, he could have. I mean, we could have had some fireworks if I mean if he opted in, we could have had yeah. a trade. LeBron. Too. Um, so like that that was the thing and I, th- I think it's important for people I've seen a lot of people on social media you know make the jokes of course you know deja vu DeAndre's taking the longest time this wasn't a DeAndre thing like this was yeah. it was pretty well reported that DeAndre you know wanted to opt in and be traded to Dallas it just came down to what the Clippers wanted to do so I think, you know, I think you saw some hard ball back and forth of the Clippers, you know, like Stein and them were reporting of, hey, like Clippers wanted more in return and they wanted more than, it, you know, Wesley Matthews' name was thrown out there a lot. And so like that was, that was the back and forth. That was the thing. And then we'll talk, you know, I don't know if you want to dive into the, like, 
DeAndre's thoughts behind this right now, but like then DeAndre made his choice yeah. to opt out. So the idea with the Clippers having some power over this is the, the Mavericks were going to try, and they attempted a couple times apparently to trade for DeAndre. So he, he would opt into his contract. The Mavericks and Clippers would trade. DeAndre would be taken into whatever space was made because they made that trade, so there would still be some cap room left for the Mavericks to use in free agency. So they tried to send Wes over. They Apparently the Clippers asked for multiple you know, draft picks, whether that was first or second round picks. We don't, we don't really know yet, but okay. either way, that's just kind of ridiculous. So he, they wanted to do that. So that's where the Clippers had some leverage in that. They were able to do that for the Mavericks. It's, it's kind of – you're kind of doing the Mavericks a favor, really. In sending him over, they do get some stuff back, not as much as his value, which is what we see all the time in what Bill Simmons calls pre-agency, where these these players decide, I'm going to go to this team. You know, this is what Kawhi's doing right now. This is what Paul George did to the Pacers, where this player goes, I'm going to go to this team regardless. So if yeah. you want to, you know, if you send me there, you might get some stuff back for it. Uh, and then it would help that team by allowing them to either have some cap space or to be able to acquire them if they don't have cap space to just straight up sign in free agency. So they're trying to help the team out in that way and also trying to make their way a little bit easier to get to that team. And so, and, you know, Carmelo did this with, with, uh, like, you know, and they ended up gutting the Knicks and all this stuff. So it's happened in weird ways before. But uh, the Clippers decided not to do a trade with the Mavericks. And so now DeAndre decided to opt out of his contract. Uh, he was going to be paid $24.1 million. And so he's an unrestricted free agent. So, you, so this is where you really, I think you really dig into. Uh, what went behind DeAndre opting out of his last year of a deal? <clears throat> a couple different scenarios. Like Clippers could have been set back saying, playing um, hardball with DeAndre of saying, hey, we're just going to tell you straight up. If you opt in to your last deal, we don't, we're not going to give you a guarantee that we're going to trade you to Dallas. We right. don't like Dallas's deal. So if DeAndre does opt in, he's putting all the power in the Clippers' you know, hands, and the Clippers could say, hey, we'll either ship you somewhere else or we'll hold on to you, yeah. and then we'll ship yeah. you before the deadline. Pretty much they get to determine his next home. Or DeAndre could sit back and say, and this is where you'll have to ask yourself or you'll have, like, we'll have to figure out you know, reporting or whatever it is down the road what meant the most to DeAndre. Did it mean playing for the Dallas Mavericks and competing for a playoff spot? Did that mean the most to him? Or did he opt out because he wanted long, a longer-term security? Because that's where you're going to get the differences between if he's sitting back and telling and I tweeted this out today, and I, you know, a bunch of people were replying back because I said, would this change your mindset on DeAndre? There's a scenario, there's a world in which DeAndre says, hey, I want to opt in and go to the Mavericks. Clippers say, no, we can't guarantee that because we don't like their deal. And what if DeAndre sent back saying, I want to be a Dallas Maverick. I want to be in Dallas so bad next year that, you know what, okay, I'll guarantee it myself. You know the only thing I can do to, to guarantee me being in Dallas next year? I'll opt out, then I'll go to Dallas, and what if he takes less money than what the 24, 20, let's say, like, let's say he takes something around like 16 to 18, leaves more money on the deal to get more players in free agency because he actually wants to try to get back to the playoffs. Would your opinion of DeAndre Jordan change then if you're a Mavericks fan? Yeah, if you're a Mavericks fan, you definitely want the, I mean, if you get less money, obviously that's, 
that's a pro. But the years is now kind of the thing that we're looking at. Uh, that, that's Everything kind of, tomorrow hinders on and what Nick, myself, we all, will, every, we will tell you what everything hinders on tomorrow after the break. All right, Isaac, you can't just give up something like that. You got you to be able to tease it a little bit. I hate you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but before Isaac tells you what everything hinges on, I wanted to remind everybody to get in your questions for free agency. We will do, uh, we'll probably do a, uh, a, a uh, do answer all these questions on the podcast probably tomorrow. Uh, so go ahead and get your five-star reviews. We've got a bunch in already. So thank you. Thank you, everybody that got your five-star reviews. So go to iTunes, send in a review. Five stars, ask a question, and we will answer all of them on the podcast. So, Isaac, tell them now. Make good on the tease. Everything hinges on? Everything hinges on the price point and how many years the contract is. A lot of people, a lot of reporting, whoa, Stein, everybody's, you know, it's almost like a done deal. It's, it's pretty much been the only situation legally that could have probably been talked about because the Clippers gave DeAndre Jordan, his agent, Jeff Schwartz, which is pro Mavericks guy, the you know uh, the ability to go out and seek trades so they've been talking with Dallas so of course in those talks not legally you know of course they it probably happened of okay well if that happens you know here's what's some money we could talk about and stuff so everything hinges and every Mavs fan right now is just waiting to see how much it will cost a lot of people just think it's just a done deal we it's DeAndre we know you don't want to go too far with that. But <laughs> if it is something that you think's for sure going to happen, it just comes down to how much. I had two friends today that texted me immediately after it happened and said, y'all are about to max him out. I'm like, I'll cry. I'll cry. <laughs> you know, if that's not... So like everything hinges on. So let me ask you, I texted some people today and I said, what is your dream uh, contract? If you're Dow, if, if you're Matt, you know, you're Matt saying, what's your dream? Co- realistic. Don't say minimum. Yeah. What's your realistic, like dream for it? Because I have a couple that I'm like, okay with, I have one dream, one I'm okay with. And then a couple that I'm just like scared to death of. So the one year thing where you talk about how some people are like, Oh, the minimum, like you don't want a player on that deal. Cause then they just don't like the franchise. They're disgruntled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like even that's not even the dream scenario to me. I think like, a two-year deal where the first year is like 25, 30. He gets that money back that he opted out of. Oh, so, dear God, not 30. So, well, he just for next year. So, like, he gets that next year. Okay. And then the year after it goes down or it's a team option or it's, it's guaranteed but, like, 20, you know, or something something less than that. Like, I feel like that would be the ultimate, like, because you're not going to get him. You're not – he just opted out of $24 million. You're not going to get him for, you know, like 15, I don't think. Even though – even though, man, Zach Lowe today was talking about Boogie Cousins and said if the Mavericks don't offer him a huge deal, he doesn't know where the money's coming from. And if the money's not coming in for Boogie Cousins, where is it going to come in for DeAndre Jordan? So 15, three years, I think, is the other one, I think, if you look at. Oh. Okay, so like I think, I think the dream scenario for me is why I wanted the trade was, you know, what if we just said, hey, exact you wanted to opt into your deal and be traded to the Mavericks why don't we just create that same deal for him like 20 to 24 million I'd go up to 24 one year deal flat out just straight up one year one year flat out it's the JJ Redick deal prove it do your thing I'm down with that then him and Wes come off the books next summer but we'll talk about next summer in a little bit. I want. I don't want to leave this pot without talking about next summer. Should we tease it? No, I'm just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um, 
But the other deal to where I would be, so like, yeah, two years, I'm like, okay with, hey, let's do two years, whatever. When it gets up into the three and four years, that stuff scares me. Like three years at like plus 20 million scares me a little bit, um, especially four years. But what about this? What if DeAndre opts out of his deal like he did to come to Dallas and say, I'll sign a four-year deal, a four-year deal at like sixteen million. Oof. He gets his security that give that gives them room to go out and get people to compete. Because let me let me let me paint so, a bigger picture. Yeah, so he so he signs for sixteen million this year. Then they have like ten million left this year. They could have some. They could have some more. Depending on who they bring back, but if like, they rescind Yogi, yeah. I'm pretty sure they could get in. They've already declined Dirk. I'm they pretty sure they get right. Total. They could get close to thirty if they rescind Yogi's. Right, and they already they already declined Dirk, so which we knew yes. was going to happen. Which Dirk will probably come back at the MLE, which will be around like four, Mid-level five million, exception. something like that. Yeah. So if if that's the case, like if you're so let me let me paint a bigger picture for you. Next summer. 2019 mm. this is who is on the books for mm. dallas at the moment in 2019 mm. tell me guaranteed money dennis smith jr money luka Doncic. more money that's it mm. there is a player option for harrison barnes at 25 he will take there's a there's a well <laughs> Hold on. There's a player option for Dwight Powell at 10.2. He will take. Dwight will probably take it. But what if Harrison set back saying, hey, if it meant – so, I mean, pretty much the debt clears next year at, and for 2019 with all the free agency stuff. So, if Luka Doncic comes out and has this, like, crazy year and they go next year saying, you know what? We could bring in a couple of guys, like a couple, like, big-time guys – and if it means Harrison Martin's opting out and re-signing another three or four year deal, but taking a little bit less money, and if it meant bringing in two other guys because you still have Luca and Dennis on their rookie deals, that's what that that's what we're saying with DeAndre. If you do the one year deal, those are two massive contracts that's going to come off the books in him and Wesley Matthews next season. Have a heck of a fun season this year with DeAndre and Wes and the whole crew, but then you look at next summer and say. That is your, like, you could go out and talk to some guys about teaming up and coming here. And that that is realistic in the sense that the Mavericks have seemed to be so set on keeping the books open for next summer. Yes. So that that's what, if it meant, if it's just DeAndre and nobody else. Then I think the one year being able to cut bait next summer is 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 huge, but if but here's the thing I'm down with giving up cap space next summer if it meant DeAndre coming in at like sixteen to eighteen million and it allowed you to go out and get another guy like a Marcus Smart or something like that because then you're actually forming a pretty well-rounded team. Yeah, yeah, the the, the Marcus Smart stuff's kind of interesting. I wonder like. Now that they, they kept West, I just don't know what they're going to do with him because they're not going to bring him in as six man like you and Charts talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we were we were operating with like West being off the books then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if well, he was going to be in a DeAndre trade. By the way, if you didn't listen to, to Isaac and Charts yesterday, go back. It's a must listen. It's a must listen. We we just kind of like spitballed random crap. All right, was- Isaac. There was something that happened today. I don't know if you saw this. Something happened. Oh, no. Something happened today, and it could be news. 
could be just speculation, but it is something. Oh, no. Luka Doncic on Instagram. <laughs> Here we go. Followed DeAndre Jordan today. <laughs> Do you think, one, DeAndre Jordan is coming to the Mavericks. The Mavericks have told Luka Doncic, and he decided to go sign it. He decided to go follow him on Instagram. Or Luka's like, who's DeAndre? With, hmm, okay, or, follow. Yes. With, or with all the rumors about DeAndre, he realized that he was actually a real person, an NBA player, and decided to follow him because he realized he existed today. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say option A. <laughs> you think he's going to get signed? <laughs> I do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, breaking news. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I would lean more towards uh the grapevine hitting Luca and being like, you know, Luca saying, you know, like, oh, <laughs> this could be my new teammate. Could be, could be. We're saying could. Could be my next teammate. I'm gonna follow him. Um, has he followed Dennis yet? Do we know this? I think so. I I know they have a they have a, a clip of Dennis walking in the parking lot uh, yes, when he came for Luca's so press conference the other day. And he said, you know, he had the Hello Kitty backpack. He's he's waiting to give it to Luca for the whole season. So He should. Luca's going to be like, I've been with grown men for like my whole life. So now I'm getting, getting treated like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're a rookie in the NBA. This is, you know, first year. You're a senior in college, and then all of a sudden you come to the NBA, you're a rookie again. That's true. That's true. So let me ask you this. If, let's say they do sign DeAndre to like, 24 million. Okay. Something around those lines. They don't really have a ton of money to go out and get no any more of the big free agency. They probably spend the rest of the money to bring back like uh McDermott or something, which I'm I'm all in favor of. Yeah, um, McDermott, would, McDermott and or Curry. And Devin McDermott. Andrews. McDermott. Uh, Devin I I feel like Devin might be a minimum guy. But like so then like you look at your rotation. Like, who do you need then? So, like, you have Dennis and JJ and Brunson. You have Wes and Devin. If you, I'm assuming at this point you bring back Yogi, maybe. I mean, if they might, I don't, I have no clue what's going to happen with Yogi. Man, that that's tough. So, like, man, I'm it might come down to you choosing Yogi and McDermott, and you might, they might be stuck in the, not stuck because they like Yogi a lot. They might be in the yogi chain because they haven't rescinded his you know qualifying offer yet so you can go over the cap to bring him back Hmm. they've already let all that stuff go with doug so yeah that that's the question but you don't have that much money to work with after like if you sign deandre jordan that much right like yeah yeah but would would yogi come in like at like five you know three years for five million a year i don't know if you're signing DeAndre Jordan, this team this team desperately needs another like two guard, like another another wing, like or another like bigger point guard. They need they need another three for sure because I mean or like well you keep Dorian you keep Doug if we're saying that right. So if you keep if you keep all th- all three of those three guys and you have Luca too who's going to play some three. But if you sign DeAndre at twenty four, you're going to be able to bring back Yogi and Doug. That's the question. So you have to, you're saying I have to make a choice. Yeah, I'm not for sure. And I think they would probably lean Yogi. Doug would be the better fit because we need another wing. But I think they just love Yogi so much. 
Yeah. And I do too. And and Yogi's younger. I think he has more upside. But My only problem with that is you're walking into next season with, with five guys <laughs> under 6'3". Wait, how much? Because Devin. I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Devin. I guess Devin plays your – he plays your backup too then. Yeah. So, like, I have Dennis, JJ, and Brunson, Wes, Yogi, and Devin, and then Luca and Dodo, and then Barnes, Powell, Maxi, DeAndre, Dirk, Motley. Yeah, that's probably going to be your rotation right there. But I mean, that's how what, are you feeling, many, MFFLs? <laughs> that's uh, that's fifteen players right there. So, how far off will that? I mean, see, my only problem with that is, I mean, I guess you say, okay, well, Dodo's the only backup to Luca at the three. Not really, because Wes will play three some because Yogi and Devin and some yeah. of these guys will push him to three. Barnes might play some three. Well, hopefully, <laughs> I think still think Barnes will play. I loved Charks's comment about. Val, oh, yeah, he's, an, he's an orange and he'll play we'll squeeze him for all he's worth and we'll play him wherever he wants i was like that's so right like he's not a good enough player to like he gets to dictate what position he plays <laughs> i, mean, love, I just, love barnes and everything but he's <laughs> if he needs to play the four he's gonna play the four i will say i'm about if you're paying a guy 24 million dollars putting him in the best position to succeed Sure, sure. But if you're paying him $24 million, then you expect him to be able to do some things. You know, and He be- can do it. It's just, is that the best spot for him? And that's. But, but is the, this is our, our conversation we have all the time. Is it, are you setting up that one specific player to succeed himself? Or are you setting up the rest of the team and maybe players that can play better than him, like Luca, to succeed more? If you can, can you, can you maximize your better players by putting this one player in a maybe compromising position? It's, it's a conversation we have all the time. But anyway, so the, the team then, they have all these point guards, all these small guards, uh, which is not you know not new. Then they have all these big guys. Essentially, you have, again, even though you drafted probably the best wing, the, you know, the best wing in the entire draft, the best wing, I'm going to go out on a limb here, the best wing available this summer. I'm just kidding. The best, <laughs> the, uh, the best young wing. Like out the, the the Mavs could have gotten. Let's put it that way. Uh, you still have five point guards and five centers. If you keep Maxi, you bring back Devin. You have Yogi still. Like you get DeAndre Jordan. Like you're still yeah. needing. You still have you know ten out of your fifteen players in your roster are fives and point guards. And like, let me ask you this: like, what? I know it's a business, and I know he's a veteran. At the trade deadline, there was grumblings that they wanted a first for Wesley Matthews. Yeah. And these past two days, well, that's, it's been they, all that's about, where they started was with a the first. <laughs> these past two days, it's been all about Wesley Matthews leaving. Is there anything inside of Wes that's like, well, this is getting old? Like, I have been on the trade block and rumors for the past year or so. And. Is that like a precursor Mavericks? I think there. I I don't think there would be anything for that. Um, but like you know, yeah, yeah. I'll answer that question in just one second. <laughs> so the question posed to me by Isaac Harris was about Wes Matthews. They tried to trade him at the trade deadline. Apparently, they wanted a first round pick for him, which that was steep. Which, by the way, first round picks are so weird because. As, they're, they're just like cars because as soon, they're just like new cars as soon as you make the pick 
the player becomes instantly less valuable than the actual pick itself. Like a first round pick sounds, ooh, like so intriguing and enticing. But as soon as it becomes a player's name, then you're like, oh, that first round pick is Mo Wagner, who is like a good three-point shooting big, but like very limited in literally everything else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just becomes that guy. It's still a first round pick, but it's, you know, a player. But this kind of thing happened with the Lakers for a long time with Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol was in all the trade rumors all the time. Like, every single trade deadline, every single summer. He was with the Lakers for so long. Like, he outlasted Kobe. <laughs> like, when they made their run in, you know, 2008, 9, and 10. And then he outlasted Kobe after he retired and all this stuff. But, like, uh, man, he was there for so long. Yeah. And... He, every time he just kept getting brought up in trade rooms, and it really affected him. Like you could, you could tell that he was just like after all the trade rooms eventually just wore on him. And but he just put up with it, and he was there time and time again. Sometimes this just happens to players; they're in these trade rumors, and they're in these trade rumors all the time. And you just they're out there, they're available, but you just can't get rid of them either for the money or because there's just not the right deal. And I think this happens in the NBA all the time, where there are players that seem like they get trade, they're going to get traded all the time, going to get traded all the time, and then they never do. But then there are guys that you know seem like they're going to get traded and do. So I think West could be that kind of guy where he just plays out the rest of his contract, plays out through this year. They maybe be able to find somebody at the trade deadline, but because nobody really has money this summer, and this is something else I want to get to, because no, like not a lot of teams have summer have money this summer, it's going to be hard to move him because who's got the space? Who has? You know the contract that they want to move for Wes Matthews. Like there, there's a couple options, but Andrew Wiggins. Man, Do you, uh... that's a whole different podcast, Nick. That's a whole um, different thing. <laughs> let me let me talk about next summer again. There, I know I painted the perfect picture, but there's also a it different picture. There's also a different picture too, to where if they sign DeAndre to like a two to three year deal and he's making over twenty million. There's also a scenario in which you are paying Harrison Barnes, DeAndre Jordan, and Dwight Powell $65 million. That was me throwing them. Just those three players. So if Harrison Barnes, Dwight Powell both opt into their player option or you know whatever, and DeAndre's still on the books next year for 24. So the DeAndre contract could change a lot with how you want to do next summer. But... Do you want to talk about Mark Stein's latest tweets? I do want to talk about this right now. I just saw okay. this. Um, just just read through both the Warrior tweets. All right. I'm going to read through these tweets. This just happened while we're recording. Just happened so as we're recording. About. Isaac made a face at me while I was talking. And so if I stuttered, that's why. <laughs> the Warriors know this has a... Uh, wait. He went back and said... Yeah, that's good. The Warriors know. Yeah. Okay, the Warriors know this has a marginal chance of success, but league sources say they intend to at least explore their free agent chances with DeAndre Jordan, who is not only close pals with Kevin Durant, but also one of GM Bob Myers' former clients. Such a move would require Jordan to take a deal starting at the taxpayer mid-level exception of $5.3 million, which would cost the Warriors more like... 27 million next year which is crazy but it's whispered around the warriors for months that they at least like to explore making a run at jordan the mavericks remain the favorites to sign jordan dallas remember has created roughly 28 million in salary cap space and as you may remember from july 2015 will make the longtime club birds number one free agent priority when the market opens sunday at 1201 so all that being said from mark stein 
of the New York Times. The New York Times himself, as Dirk likes to call him. <laughs> um, <laughs> if he's going to take like $15 million from the Mavericks, why... Why would he just not take ten million less and go play for the Warriors and like play one? Because year ten million is a lot of money. And play one year for a championship that he never is going to get with the Mavericks or with the Clippers. Nick Angst did. That's mean. Who says he won't be able to compete with for a title? If LeBron's going to the Lakers and the Warriors still exist, then the Mavericks are not going to the, the finals within DeAndre Jordan's <laughs> NBA lifetime. Because they positive, stay positive. I'm just saying in DeAndre Jordan's NBA lifetime, which is like five more years. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I'm just saying. So, okay, I'll ask you this, Isaac Harris. As the person on this podcast that is more Mavs fan than I am. Yeah. Does this scare you at all? What? The Warriors thing? Yes. No. No. I don't like if the Warriors could offer like 15, I'd be like, "Okay, that's a little but no, I don't think so." I I mean, yeah, theoretically, it, it's like fun and stuff, but he's gonna put he's gonna leave nineteen million dollars on the table. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's gonna do that at all. I mean, yeah, it's not. Wild. I mean, he's twenty nine, so he's gonna he it's wants gonna be to be thirty in like twenty days soon. So yeah, I, it doesn't scare me at all. If so, gut reaction. We're recording this late on Friday night. Gut reaction. The news will probably come out, you know, late Saturday night if he signs with Dallas. What do you think the deal would be? Not what you want or whatever. What do you think? What I be? think it'll be, it'll be like a three-year, twenty million, twenty-one million, something like that. Yeah, that's what I say. I a think year. it's like twenty-one million two, a year. I think it's like two plus one. I <laughs> yep. think it's like yeah. it'll be like it'll be advertised as like I'm thinking like three years, you know, two with like a team option or you know something that's team friendly, not him. That would be like two years, and then like the third year is like half gone guaranteed or something like that. Yeah, and or it'll be a one year thirty. It'll be like a crazy like oh, or one oh, year twenty eight, where it's like more money than he was gonna make because they were afraid that he was gonna go somewhere else. But it's like the JJ Redick deal, where they right. like just give him the one year, and then they still have money cleared up for next year. I think that's actually, I'm I'm gonna go with that's the that's the best route for the Mavericks because what if DeAndre comes in here and he's not good. You know, like yeah. he's never been anywhere except for the Clippers, and his. You know, we've talked about how his block percentage has gone down, and his athleticism is, is eventually going to wane. It hasn't really that yet, but it, it will eventually. And so, just that one—you take the one year, you have completely free options next year when West is off the books, like you said, with Powell and and Barnes. They could do a wink, wink deal where they decline their player options, have all this space, get whoever free agents are going to be available next year, because you know a bunch of these dudes are going to still going to do one plus ones. And so you do that, and then you could be the de- you could be the Lakers next year, where you're the destination, where you're you're a possibility because you have all these open spots, and you have unlimited flexibility and possibilities at the trade deadline too. If you yeah. have a DeAndre Jordan and a Wesley Matthews as expiring yeah, contracts, huge expiring. You have you have forty nine million dollars, and and you get expiring. Teams. And you get teams that are saying we want money this summer in 2019. Yeah, you might be able to really either a get a good player like you think is really good. Like I know I just joked about it. if for some reason people are think that Andrew Wiggins could have a better second half of his career, and it turned into something with Minnesota saying, "Hey, we want more money for Jimmy and Towns, and to add different pieces, we'll just do a swap of Wes and Wiggins and." 
to where like we get a veteran for a playoff push and you take on the Wiggins project, whatever. And Dallas says, Hey, we think we could develop him Wiggins, Doncic and Dennis and you know, whatever. I'm just using that as an example. Like I'm not saying advocating yeah. for that, but, or they but could sit are. back and <laughs> no, no. Or they could, I'm a little bit. You really want that to happen. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no. Don't, do. don't chat me in that corner, Nick. Um, or it could be something to where you get a really, really good sweetener on something. If you don't think you can land one or two big free agents in 2019 and there's somebody like the Knicks or something that's saying, hey, we want to be big time players. Take you know Noah off because our the hands. Because owner is selling the team. <laughs> Take Noah off our hands and we'll give you somebody like Nilakina or like Kevin Knox and some you know something crazy just to like something just insane to get a big contract off their books. That's where like a Wes Matthews contract or DeAndre contract could come into play at the deadline. So I'm with you. I I'm down for the one year deal the most, but I think it will probably end up being like a two year deal, something like that. Yeah. I'm just. I, I just. The main thing I want to see is obviously the numbers and length, but I want to see how big DeAndre is to wanting to. How will he leave money on the table for them to go out and get another piece beyond like a Yogi or something? Even if he signed for twenty, that leaves eight million dollars to play with bringing like Doug back. Then you can still bring Yogi back because you still owe his rights, and Cuban don't care about paying the tax probably. So. Like, you can bring Doug and Yogi back at that point. You bring Dirk into MLE. But, like, if he gave up a little bit more than that, then you're looking at, like, what if you have $10 million to play with? And then then you're looking at, like, I mean, who could you chase with $10 million a year? And You know who's an interesting name? Who? Avery Bradley. Yeah. That's, kind of, that's kind of an interesting guy for me. It's like you're, I don't know, he, pro- he probably would, he would start over West probably. I don't see Wes. If Wes is on the team at training camp, I do not see him coming off the bench. I know, but if you bring in Avery Bradley, he's better than Wes. Yes, I still just don't see him doing that. Like a Marcus Smart could come off the bench, and but he wouldn't either. You're not you're not paying Marcus Smart to come off the bench. He's gonna get paid to come off the bench in Boston. Yeah, but behind. Better players. He's behind. For, true. Hayward and yeah, true. Tatum and Jalen Brown and. So anyway, that that's what I'm looking for. I want to see if Semi-Ogre. DeAndre. And if DeAndre does <laughs> give up money, then that means there is a plan, and he knows about the plan to get somebody else. Tampering, Isaac. That's what you're suggesting right now. No, I'm not. Stop. You're suggesting tampering, and at that at that suggestion, we will close. This edition of Lockdown Maps. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Free agency starts midnight Saturday going into Sunday. Man, it's going to be awesome. Something will fun. something will happen, I bet. The next time you hear our voices, there will most likely could be could Maybe. be a new a new Dallas Maverick. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe a new old one. <laughs> Devin Harris. <laughs> <laughs> if that's all that happens, we're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.